Okay, so on this episode, I'm going to talk about a question that keeps coming up, and that is, you know, should I start a podcast, or what's it like to start a podcast, or some variation of that? And I have on my show a guest who's going to talk all about it, and we have some interesting history of how we got started, and uh, he, we're going to just kick this around, so you don't want to miss this episode. In a world of incompetent bosses, micromanagers, and petty tyrants. One management professor claims that he can help you become the kind of leader that you would want to follow. You are listening to The Leadersmith. Now, here is your host, Darren Gertis. I am very pleased to be here with podcaster Tim Woody. Tim Woody is uh, the uh, brains behind the Leadosophy podcast. And uh, Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks, Darren. I appreciate you having me. And again, you're, you're the one who launched my career, so to speak. So, <laughs> Yeah. So my first question was going to be kind of leading, which was, uh, so you have a podcast. Tell me about that. How did you get started? And and, and just because you're going to have a different perspective than mine. So uh, just go ahead and, and let's talk about that first, and then we'll get going into some of the nuts and bolts of podcasting. Sure. So, you know, it's the wonderful connections of Facebook. First of all, you know, I joined your leadership group, got to know you through the forums and some of the questions you're asking in your group. And I think you asked a question about podcasting or whatever, or I mentioned something on there. I always want to start a podcast and you ended up coming on my show or we were talking, we were actually, no, it was a leadership discussion. You wanted to have a leadership discussion and I wanted to join it. So I ended up joining it and I was the only one that showed up. So here's lesson number one. You try a bunch of stuff and see what works. And so I I had that forum. I said, hey, Saturday morning, anybody want to join? We'll talk about this, whatever the leadership topic was. And yep, you were the only one there. And we're just kicking it around. And yeah, so I remember November 3rd, it was a Saturday. Uh, Saturday morning, it was raining here in the Pacific Coast. And we got to talking about my podcast or my ideas for wanting to do a podcast. And I was pretty much there. I just needed to get kicked off the cliff Mm -hmm. and you started talking about it and you kind of coaxed me right into doing the podcast with you. Mm -hmm. And that's what we did. I I started recording on my side Mm -hmm. and you were my first podcast. And I was, you know, I talked about my apprehension of doing it, all the fears that everyone goes through and anxiety. And what, and what did we say? Why? What are you afraid of? What's yeah. that? And this is why I, I want to draw that out as the first thing that we talk about with the audience. What are you afraid of, audience? Go go ahead and do it. What? So what's the worst that can happen? Right. Nobody listens. So what? Then you're no worse off than where you are right now. Yeah, and that's it. And I think for me, and I think a lot of people have this fear, it's that fear of making your private thoughts public. Mm-hmm. And for me, on the topic of leadership, I knew I had the passion to talk about leadership. Mm-hmm. It was the knowledge. It was it was making my exposing my my lack of knowledge about leadership. I'm very humble. Going that's why I started Leadosophy. Yeah, is I wanted to go into this this discussion of leadership in a very humble way, asking more questions than you know trying to posit leadership advice. It wasn't really about that. So you know, again, putting that stuff out for everyone to to see and to hear, both YouTube and and just audio, it is a, it is a daunting thing. But once you do it. And the more you start doing it, you're just kind of like, let's just do it, man. Just keep doing it. And the more you do it, it's like anything in life there. And you know this, the more you do it, more experience you do, the more confidence you start building. Not that you have all the right answers, just the the process of podcasting. 
that's right. from them. So, but for our audience, because there are going to be some members of the audience that want to go over and listen to your show, leadosophy.com, like philosophy, leadosophy.com. Right. Um, tell us a little bit about your professional and uh, academic background, just in a quick couple sentences. Sure. So I spent 20 years in the United States Coast Guard, mostly doing search and rescue and federal law enforcement. Retired as a chief warrant officer in 2015. After that, I went back to school, got an undergrad degree in, in philosophy, and then went to grad school and, and got a graduate degree in organizational leadership studies from Gonzaga. So it was it was in my philosophy program where I, I thought, why isn't there a philosophy of leadership subfield? And I started developing this concept of fusing philosophy and leadership, and here we are. Yeah. And that's, and that's brilliant. And so, so you have something to say, right? You didn't just, you know, I, like if you were doing makeup, I'd be a little concerned um, because I, well, I would hope that you don't have a lot of expertise on makeup, but. Um, be surprised. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you have something to say and there's a, a legitimate fear that people have of, Oh no, what if people, so there's different types of fear. And one of them is what if I put that out there and they reject me? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's it too. It's, you know, we were talking about like, you know, how many people watch your YouTube channel and honestly right now, very few. And yeah. I have gotten over that. Like I'm okay with that. You know, if there's, right. I, I look at it, if, if there's one person that watched my YouTube show yesterday and they liked it, they got something from it. It's a win yeah, for right. them. And, and then I'm again, I'm again, leadosophy for me is I'm also teasing out my own ideas publicly. So every time I do that, I'm reflecting, I'm self-reflecting, and, and it's a win for me too. You're kind of killing me because you're answering questions before I can answer them. <laughs> so, for example, um, you know, it's kind of a win if you just get it out there. So, yeah, what's the worst that can happen if it goes wrong? Like nobody's going to fire you. You can just keep right. doing it, right? Somebody gains, that's a gain. That's a victory. And you have to think in those kind of terms. And, and if you if you don't think in those terms, you're just not going to get going. Oh, I need to have a hundred thousand people listening. No, you do not want a hundred thousand people listening to you in your first year, right? Your first yeah. year, you, you, I mean, yes, you do want it, but you don't want it, right? Cause there be, they'll become pressure that'll go up as incrementally as that goes up right now. You want to iron everything out. And so you're at how many episodes North of 60, right? Yeah. Including the interviews. Um, I just hit 75. 75. Actually, keep, okay. Yeah. Keeping the interviews. Yeah, yeah, so I, I actually, it's funny, I number them, the ones I do on myself, I number them, and then I don't number the... Okay, that's what I was going by the numbers was 60-something, yeah. right? Sure. And then, okay, so, yeah, I mean, so you're learning and you're growing. Tell me what you're learning along the way. Like, how from the time did you start, tell me about, like, incremental learning curve. Podcasting, leadership? Yeah, either. podcasting. That, yeah, that, pod, podcasting. So you, we talked about this the very first time I talked to you and when I, when I wanted to start doing this, it was schedule, stick to a schedule, mm -hmm. identify whether you want to do one show a week or two shows a week. I wanted to try to kind of stay on the side of caution, not trying to overextend myself. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to do three shows a week, not okay. try. I said, I'm going to do three shows a week. And I have done that consistently since November 3rd. Yeah. And you have, and, and what there's, there has been some challenges. And one of the challenges, you know, sometimes life happens, right? Things come up, you have to travel. So I think one of the more difficult things to try to keep up that three show a week is you have to plan a little bit ahead. So if I know I'm traveling, I'll try to record two or three episodes a few days before, and you can set them to publish later on. 
Okay. That's been really, that's worked a lot for me is, you know, recording two or three sessions at one time. And, and I always have some in a can too, just for what, and they, these are the perennial kind of something that I know I can just plug in at any time, regardless of what's going on in the world. I can just like, I know this will be a hit. This is the kind of thing that we want to talk about. Yes. Uh, so that's good. So tell me about like this, what's been difficult along the way? I think one of the, the difficult things is sometimes as far as lead, especially from the subject of leadership, trying to, if you're just doing a show by yourself, trying to come up with good content. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've focused on, I've tried, sometimes you get in the habit, you feel like you have to maybe have a 20 minute show or a 30 minute show. If I only have five, a five minute show or a six minute show, but I think the content is quality. I'm okay with that. Cause that, yeah, that's really interesting. Quality is, is better than quantity a lot of times. So it's trying to, you know, I try to prepare for the shows. I always have an outline at a minimum of an outline. Sometimes I'll, I'll have a little bit of a, definitely a script I want to read because there's some thoughts I want to get out. So it's definitely making sure I have good content um, yes. instead of just throwing you know, garbage out there. You're one of the few people that says that with a time frame. Like I try to keep my shows to under a half hour. Like I spill over a little bit sometimes and I don't go less than about 10 minutes. And I try to shoot for some that are about 10 minutes. I'm thinking like the guy that's commuting to work or, you know, you only have a little bit, a little bit of time in the car, that kind of thing. So I'm trying to keep it in bite-sized chunks. And yeah, that, 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 that puts good. pressure on me on the up, upper end, but it also condenses and makes me focus. And I found that to be really helpful. Yeah. I, I think another, another, it's not hard for me. But when you have a guest on, because I love having guests, and you know this, having a guest on and be able to bounce ideas back and forth and have a meaningful dialogue, I think it is a skill to ask good questions. Yeah. And in the beginning, I kind of felt like when I have guests on, I was like, I always always sent them questions in advance, you know, so they we have some definitely some stuff to talk about in the beginning. But as you start getting into that organic conversation. I feel like I'm getting better at asking meaningful questions kind of off the cuff. Mm -hmm. So that was been, that's been definitely a, a, an experience, a learning experience when he, when you have guests on your podcast, trying yeah. to get the most out of that conversation, you know, and just right. asking good questions. Yeah. yeah. It, it is a skill like anything else and you have to outline or like, look, tell me about your preparation. Like you said, you outline, I've done that. Um, I, I, you know, some, by the way, um, you don't have to have a guest to have a podcast, right? Correct. You can do your own and you do a number of those that are just your own. And then you do some that you're interviewed. I, I mix it up like that too. Right. That's okay. You can, you can do whatever you want with your podcast. If you just want to sit there and make farting noises, you can sit there and there's a, a bunch of immature teenage boys that will want to hear that. There's an right. audience out there for whatever. Yeah. That's a great thing about, for me, about this experience is it's my experience. Mm -hmm. I make it what I want it to be. Mm -hmm. You know, when I started, it was just a, a, a ball of clay and every day is a new experience. I'm learning things. I'm, I'm, I get done with an episode and I'm like, you know, I could have probably talked about this. I didn't think about it. Oh, well, sometimes I'll, I'll, sometimes I, when I'm done with an episode, if there were legitimate things I wanted to talk about that I, I just forgot about or things that, cause sometimes when I'm podcasting or afterwards, something, came, something comes to my mind. I'm like, Man, that's a good leadership concept. I'll make a note for like a, it's kind of like a post-show debrief. I do that a lot and I make notes for future shows. So that, that happens a lot for me. I learn things actually why I'm podcast, while I'm podcasting or right after I'm podcasting about yeah, to talk and, about in the future. 
that's really interesting. So tell me what you've learned about leadership uh, since you've started your podcast. Like what what really has has grown in your mind? What dendrites have you built? Yeah, I think one of the first things is the more I talk about leadership, the more I interview mm-hmm. others about their concept of leadership. Everyone has a different concept of leadership. You know, I call it the law of unique experiences. Everyone has their own unique ex- experience in leadership and followership, and they develop their own concept. It's one of those things where it makes leadership, you know, sometimes leadership sim- seems simple, and other times it's so mysterious. It's so complex. There's so many different roads you can go down. It's because everyone has a different concept or self-concept mm-hmm. of what leading is to them, what effective leadership is. Yeah. So that's one of the first things I've learned and why it's so great to talk to so many different people in different fields is to get their idea of kind you try to start distilling some general concepts. So that's right. one of the first things. It if seems that makes so, sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes absolute sense. It seems so easy just at first blush, but then when you get into it, you're like, wow, this is complex. And the thing with leadership is it's like you can't learn it like immediately. It, I think it's like wisdom or love. It just takes time to develop and you can't, there's no shortcut to effective leadership. I don't think, I mean, you can, you can learn more quickly than someone else by watching a good role model, reading books, things along those lines and doing and reflecting and you can, but, but it takes time to take. I, a, I don't know how to describe it better than that. Here's a metaphor that I learned this weekend. I, my wife and I bought a camper a couple months ago. This weekend we went camping for the first time. Mm-hmm. And leading up to that, I've been watching videos upon videos upon how the hot water system works, mm-hmm. how the propane system works, everything in the, how the solar system works. But until you are actually putting hands on dumping right. the tanks, until you're actually doing that, it's all theoretical. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I said, you can read about it. You can watch videos. You can talk to other people, but you have to have your own leadership experiences to start developing that concept of what leadership is to you. And you know this more than anyone, you teach this. Yeah. Every, every field, every industry, every job has different requirements and every context and situation is unique with different mm-hmm. people, different followers, different teams, different personalities. Yep. I think that's one of those things that makes leadership just so complex is because there's just so many different situations. So, and I've learned that from talking to other people in different industries and just like, man, I've never had that situation before. I've never had that problem in the medical field or whatever. So, right. And it's been exciting, honestly. Okay. So in the, in the beginning, I was asking you what it was like to start the podcast here. I was asking you what it was like to, you know, what you learned about leadership along the way. And now I want to know what have you gained in the process? Like what, what's come out of it other than just you've learned stuff. What, what has it done for you beyond that? I think one of the first thing is momentum. I, I feel like I have momentum now doing this mm-hmm. and it is, it is pulling me now. It, every morning I get up, it's the first thing I think about. I get up in the morning and I'm like, I've already have a couple ideas of what I want to talk about. Yeah. And I'm like, what do I want to learn today? What do I want to reflect upon in my own leadership practice, practical experiences? And how do I want to put that out for other, other people to hear? And then what can I learn after I'm done? And then I think also when it comes to having guests as well, um, I'm, I'm always looking for what, what unique perspective can I get this week or next week? 
you know, cause I, I started just like you, I started my Facebook, my Facebook group, uh, leadosophy, and I have my core group of people that I talk about leadership with and I'm trying, cause I've have a tendency to look through, look at leadership through a military lens because that was all I've known for so long. Yeah. So I have learned that getting other perspectives and looking at leadership through different lenses and in different industries, whether it's academic or whatever it is, that is bolstering my, my knowledge of leadership. I'm not saying I'm trying to find any truths. I don't know if any universal truths exist in the realm of leadership, but just boosting my knowledge, maybe jettisoning old knowledge that, you know, it isn't quite, you know, it's not, the theory and the practice aren't quite matching up and they don't always do. So, so, so let, let's go back to your last point. You don't know if there's any universal truths in leadership. I, I, I'm hard pressed to say that there's not. I think it's more like kind of basic, consistent forms that are that apply from one area to another. Like, for example, if you care about your people, guess what? They're more motivated. Turns out, right? I think that's that's pretty universal. But to how you apply it is going to be so different depending on the context that I understand why you would say like there's no universal truth. But I mean, there are some things that if like if you're honest, we trust you more. There, I it's there's these kinds of things, and, and so we can start with that. But then getting it into your situation is a whole different. Piece. That's why I like just reading a book. It you, earlier you said uh, you can't do what the camper thing, and I was thinking like, yeah, try swimming or doing judo or riding a bike by reading a book. And now, now I can do this. Sure. <laughs> no, you can. And that's what I mean by the context. That's what you have to actually get in and immerse yourself in it. And yeah, yeah. So I, you know, we talk about the universal truths and even you know the golden rule, right? Treat others how you want to be treated. I, through this journey over the last four or five months, I have, I have come to see leadership kind of broken down into two, you know, if you had a Venn diagram in two circles, mm-hmm. you have the human centric side, relationship building, things like treating people fairly, whatever. Sure. And then you have this technical competence side. Sure. If I want to be a master shipbuilder, I want to follow a master shipbuilder. Mm-hmm. That master shipbuilder may treat me like crap. But there are people out there that don't care about that. If that person is teaching me and making me a master shipbuilder, mm-hmm. some of these, so there's some people out there, there may be some followers out there that, you know, I know this guy treats me terribly, but I can't learn any better from, you know, about building a ship from this person. Sure. And there are people out there that can just put that aside about the treatment and they'll just, you know, and that's a very like maybe an archaic example, but mm-hmm. again, why I'm like, maybe there are no first principles of leadership. And that was one of my favorite shows. I I did a show on leadership first principles. Mm -hmm. If you were to field strip leadership down into some component parts, what are those fundamental parts of leadership? You can't strip down any farther. And then if you had to reassemble and make them whole. So it's a very, again, very philosophical side for me. I I like looking at leadership through the lens of philosophy because that's my background. I I would hope it is. (laughs) Yeah, so totally. So that's that's uh, sometimes, I, I think that was one of my other fear too, with, with starting this podcast is, you know, there's a, sometimes there's a stigma with philosophy and I heard it a couple of times this weekend, you know, when I, someone I was talking to and, you know, they have a science degree and they made a con- concept about liberal arts degrees and philosophy. And, you know, just like there's, there are stereotypes out there about philosophy. And I'm like, you know, again, maybe there's not going to be any audience to watch this. And then it's like, who cares? 
that's how I am now. Like whatever. Yeah. And that's, that's a great what place to be so that you keep building and keep going. Right. Um, right. And so that, you know, if you have that mindset, it'll carry you a long way. But beyond that, I think if you have that mindset, you'll build. And as you build, you will actually have the effect because if you think that you have to have it right now, it's not going to, it's going to fall it's apart. Not. You'll be every time you see an episode, well, oh, only 10 people looked at that. You don't know which 10 people looked at it and what they took right. away from it and how valuable it was. So you, you just can't, can't think every that. episode is a confidence builder even if it's just a sliver of confidence right. every episode you're just laying that foundation of confidence that's what it's about yeah so tell me what's your favorite episode so um if people go to leadosophy.com and they start listening to you what's your what's what episode do you want to point them to so, get a good solid taste of you. Like I'll tell you the one that I want them to watch or listen to on mine is uh, episode 69. It's my favorite leadership story ever. Right. That's where I want. If you, if you like that, you're going to like the rest of my podcast. Yeah. I did an interview with, with a gentleman. He used to work with me in the Coast Guard almost 20, 20, uh, 15 years ago. He was a junior enlisted member, uh, the search and rescue unit with me that I was in charge of. And he is now a high school principal, mm -hmm. doctor in education. So I got to talk to him. His name is Dr. Markel Perkins. And I got to talk to him. It's a, he's a high school principal in a small town in Ohio. And I got to talk to him and kind of listen about his transcendence through leadership from, from a, his early military career up until now being a, a principal. And to hear some of his challenges leading in a school system, leading through COVID, what he's taken from his military career that applies in leadership at the school system, what doesn't apply. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of leadership concepts that apply in the military that don't work very well in the civilian world. Mm -hmm. It's just a fact. Yeah. So we had an awesome conversation, worked through some technical challenges. Another reason why I had fun with that episode, because we had some technical challenges at the beginning. He was having some Wi-Fi or some Wi-Fi issues. His laptop died. And I think I edited all that out, but, I learned a lot during that episode from him and I learned how he has grown mm -hmm. as a leader over the last 10 or 15 years. And that was, that was fun for me because it was very personal for me because I had, I had a part of his leadership growth a long time ago. And now to see where he is now, not that I made him how he is. I just had a small impact yeah. on him and, and I got to you know hear his story. Which so the awesome. title or number of that, do you know? I don't know. It's in the, the title is, uh, Dr. Markel Perkins interview. And I would say it's probably within the first, maybe 30 episodes, maybe episode thirties somewhere in there. Okay. Probably the second or probably the third, maybe second or third interview I did. All right, good. So tell me now, I, again, I'm, I try, try to keep on a budget of time here. So we're sure. um, my last question. What would you tell people who are thinking about start thinking about getting started? What do you want to impress on them with your experience having started about six months ago uh, and you've been cranking it since then, what do you want them to know? Everyone should have a podcast. I <laughs> believe that everyone has, and this is why everyone has a story to tell. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a unique perspective on something, right? Tell a story about something, find people to talk to if you can, to get their stories. I think we may, we need more, you know, as well, that we need more dialogue and we need more conversation, you know, Absolutely. rich, meaningful conversations. And like you said, you don't have to start out with having guests initially find something you are passionate. Everyone has a passion. Mm -hmm. Everyone has passion about it. And, you know, maybe it's a little broad to say everyone should start a podcast, 
But I think if you are thinking about starting a podcast, you've already identified, identified something you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. You've got to jump off the cliff. I mean, you, you're, you will always make an excuse why you shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You will right. always put it off to the next day and you have to find something and it's gotta be something intrinsically that motivates you. And like I said, you just gave me that nudge. And maybe today we'll nudge someone based on our conversation. I hope there's somebody. And by the way, if you want to get started, either Tim or I will help you if you want to get started on something. Let's say, so my audience and your audience are both about leadership. Okay. You don't have to be John Maxwell to get started. I'm not John Maxwell, man. I know stuff and Tim knows stuff, but so what's your angle? Where do you want to come from? Maybe you're a teenager listening to this and you're like, I want to talk about leadership as a, uh, uh, you know, applies to teenagers and, and how we can actually kind of grow in our leadership. Great. Go, reach out to us. We'll help you get started. Okay. Um, because we, we, we firmly believe this, uh, that you should be working toward that. If you don't want to do a podcast, start a blog, do something, but start working it out. As you work it out, you grow. And you've heard that from Tim all throughout this discussion. Okay, so I am about out of time. Uh, I always end with a quotation for contemplation, and that comes from Walt Disney. He said, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Now, that's almost right in our business. Like if you're going to be in podcasting, you got to keep talking, but stop talking just about it. Just start doing the talking in behind the microphone where you can actually reach an audience instead of just talking about, you know, one day I'm going to, because we all know big talkers, big talkers don't get anywhere. You know, who actually makes results? People who don't talk about it a lot and just go do it. So go do the thing. You have nothing to lose. I'll leave you with the last word. Tell tell us uh, anything else that you want us to know about this and we'll, we'll be done. No, I just like, kind of like you said, Darren, you don't have anything to lose. I mean, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to fumble on your words. It's just part of life, but you're going to grow. And it's a way when, when you're podcasting, it's a way for you to reflect on your own thoughts. That's right. And, yeah. I, I said, I said, I'd give you the last word, but I can't help myself. It's no. like when you're writing. Okay. So as a professor, I know this, how you write is how you think. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you write terribly, you don't think clearly. So this allows you, it's a means for you to be able to organize your thoughts and be able to understand what you know. Like, you know, those people that talk too much, that, (laughs) that they, they, they hear, they understand what they think when they hear themselves say it, it's almost that kind of thing, but in a more refined form. So uh, you, if, if it forces you to outline, that's forcing you to think and it forces you to engage with somebody or talk in a monologue through something for 20 minutes or whatever it is that you're doing. It forces you to think it makes you a better person. So please do that. I'm sorry. I told you I'd let you say, I can't help myself. It's, no, it's that, a- that inner monologue is a real thing. You should yeah. capitalize on it. That's right. So- it, it, it really does something for you. And I have grown tremendously. I started a year ago in about two weeks and it, it does something for you. I'm just, I'm telling you, it, it just builds something in you. And, uh, and it's a, it's a very healthy exercise. So, yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts? I'm good, Darren. I'm grateful we're, we're for good. You having me on. Hey, folks, uh, check out Leadosophy if you're at all interested in trying to think deeply about you know the the core of what leadership is. It's Leadosophy.com, and he also has a Facebook page that you want to go to uh, and, and check that out as well. By the way, with the Facebook page, man, I keep talking even when I, no, you're good. With, with the Facebook page, you don't get momentum until about 500 people in your group, and then people start like posting on their own, and you're like, oh, I didn't have to post today. Somebody else is doing this. It's you didn't taking- have to be the prompter you didn't have to be the yeah you know yeah because when i started my facebook page it's mine is um backslash groups backslash learn leadership 
right? Does yours just say groups backslash? Yeah, it's just okay. lead off. Yeah. And it was like, if I don't put something out there, it doesn't get talked about, right. whatever. And then eventually people show up and they just start, hey, this is the place where we can have that kind of conversation. And it was about the 500 mark. When I got to a thousand mark, I could, I could step out for two weeks and it would just keep going. Right. It's a life takes on a life of its own. It does. And so it's, that's how this works with the podcast. That's how it works with the Facebook group. Just don't start, start now. Don't stop. Start now and just get it going and just keep cranking that wheel and it'll keep going. All right. So uh, I, again, I'm out. I keep saying I'm out of time, but I'm seriously out of time. Thank you for joining us, Tim. And and folks, I, I hope that helps you think about what you want to do and whether you want to go down this path or blog or do something else. But I hope it helps you become the kind of leader that you want to follow. Thanks for your time.